Hi everyone, I'm Ashley Pyle and you're listening to episode 7 of season 3 of Humans of James River and this is also the last episode of season 3 that I'll be recording. Um, in this episode I have a special guest and that is Mr. Neighbors or Stuart Neighbors. Um, he is the teacher of the AP English Literature class on 4th Street as he likes to call it and he will be talking about his experience over the pandemic, um, his experience this year, just in general, how life has been both for the teachers and what he's observed of the students. And he's also going to offer some advice to the freshmen, the sophomores, the juniors, and the seniors, um, including the rising freshmen and the seniors who are about to graduate. I hope you all enjoy. Hi, Mr. Neighbors. Um, the first question I'd like to ask you is, what has this year been like for teachers? Um, and then also just like in general, what's been your personal experience? Hi, Ashley. Thanks for having me here. I'm honored to be included. Uh, so what has this year been like for teachers and uh, to include me? So I would say that I, I may not be the best person to ask the question because I haven't had a typical teacher experience this year because I, um, I retired last year and I had the good fortune to come back this year after I lobbied shamelessly to be able to continue to teach here. And I so I teach on, given our alternating block schedule, I teach on even days only. And um, I've been seeing um, students basically from 10 to 1. So I get to go out and um, I mean, I get to come in late and I get to leave early. And I'm not trying to like board my good fortune over everybody else. But what I'm trying to say is that I don't have a regular teacher experience this year because I get to have this balanced existence and um, I love it. But my, my sense is that teachers are having a difficult year and it's been challenging in a lot of ways. Like that's the vibe I get when I come in the building. I teach on 4th Street, so you know, unless I go out my way to see people, I don't see a lot of teachers other than my, my people on 4th Street, and they're always um, in, in good spirits. So I attribute that in part, I mean, this might just be speculation on my part, but it feels like, I know I felt this way, and I've heard people talk about it, that they had a sort of a preconceived expectation that when they came back this year, having survived the, the craziness of last year of teaching virtually, of teaching hybrid model of, of this, that, and the other thing, that we were gonna go back to normal and it hasn't been normal. There have been a lot of challenging aspects that, that teachers have faced. You know, they're, they're, they're dealing with, one of the, the big changes is mental health of both faculty and students grappling with issues that they're not accustomed to having to grapple with. It's totally unprecedented, right? There's nothing in our toolkit, both individually for ourselves, managing ourselves, and also helping students navigate unprecedented mental health challenges. And that, I think, is the single biggest challenge of the year. There are instructional challenges as well, but nothing like we faced last year. But I think the fatigue factor is real 
as well because we started school early this year. We had a shorter break after a, an incredibly taxing year and a half to have a short summer break and cruise right into this where we're, we're still having to reconfigure how we do instruction. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I've I've definitely noticed some of that as well um, with a couple of my teachers that I knew well prior to the pandemic. I've talked to them since then just in general about school life and everything, and they've kind of expressed to me that it can be difficult for teachers as well um, just because things are really different. It's just been like really tiring. The next question we have, um, how has the way that you interact with your students, uh, has it changed this year and has anything major happened that has influenced you in general? Good question. So, the, yeah, I'd say there has been a major thing that's happened and happened to all of us. And that was um, navigating the pandemic school model and pandemic in general, uh, specifically around school and navigating virtual instruction, hybrid instruction, all those things. That was so hard and, and hard in that, not just because of the technology challenges, but the idea that like having to learn to, having to relearn how to handle instruction, having to do instruction without being face-to-face -face so hard um, and, uh, on so many levels. And I, I, I so missed the interaction and the energy that I would gain from being around students, which just makes it work. It's the people that, that, that drive it all. And this year, I was so excited to be able to come back because um, I didn't know if I was going to tell them in August. You remember I said for the first two weeks mm -hmm. was trespassing because <laughs> I didn't have a contract. Um, you know, and so I was really excited and, and sincerely excited to be able to come back. And I decided I just sort of made it a point this year to channel my inner Alex Addison to just be as enthusiastic as I could be. I mean, I really was enthusiastic, but I tried to, to be sort of unbridled in my enthusiasm and just have a good time. And I think people need it. I think that we feed off of each other. And what I really realized last year is the, the, the challenge of teaching virtually or teaching hybrid energy that that is created by the give and take in the classroom is is that's what makes it go. It's that synergy. It's that, you know, I can talk into a screen and the information is conveyed, right? But the I don't know, je ne sais quoi, that's not the right word, not the right expression there. It's the it's the synergy. It's the thing that you can't really put your put your finger on where the whole square of the sum of the parts by being in a classroom with other human beings. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the same is I, I would be curious to hear your vantage point on that as well. How this year relative to having survived last year is different. Last year was rough on multiple levels for everybody involved. It was just a lot of blind navigation um, throughout the whole process. There was a lot of changes. I never came in for hybrid. I only was virtual, but it was just like, mostly it was, yeah, it was like the lack. 
I don't learn well virtually because I'm very much a hands-on person. I like to be able to go up to my teachers and have a conversation that's not only relevant to necessarily what's going on in class. I like the banter. I like just being in with like my peers and stuff. Um, I think that it made the whole concept of group work a lot more difficult, a lot less actual collaboration. Um, and in a lot of my classes, I know that especially increasingly throughout the year, um, it wasn't even really that people were there. They like they didn't have their camera on. They didn't have their microphone on, which like I understand that. But like when a teacher asks a question and it's silent for like five minutes and nobody says anything, it can be like really uncomfortable. And I just like I feel bad for the teachers. I felt bad for the teachers at that time specifically because like I could see how hard they were trying, but also like how tired they were. Um, I had Mr. Schumacher for my English 11 class in junior year, and there was this one particular book that we read called The Crucible, and he would always have his students act that out, like, in person, because it was a play, um, or it, like, it had, like, the specific characters who, like, would narrate different parts and stuff, and so we would still do that, but it was a lot less fun to be on a computer, you know, and, like, I just could tell that, like, the lack of enthusiasm, not only from us, but just, like, from, like, how he was able to formulate his curriculum was really mm -hmm. difficult because he wasn't able to add in aspects of like, and I'm not only talking about Mr. Schumacher, but like for like all the teachers, but he was just an example. Um, but like, it was just really difficult to incorporate all of like the hands-on, like really fun learning um, or like the things that make learning interesting or that like makes the days don't seem to drag by so awfully slow. Um, like those kinds of things were cut out because we didn't, you know, like we weren't in person. So it was really difficult to incorporate those things. I think that the this year being able to actually like look face to face at people and like, um, I mean, like even with masks obscuring part of people's features, it's still like nice to be able to have a conversation one on one with somebody. Um, and, you know, like, and being able to do those group activities, being able to watch videos in class, being able to, um, like to be in anatomy with Mr. Haynes and being able to dissect a cow eye. And you know what I mean? Imagine if we didn't have love groups. Like Imagine we were, if we didn't have love groups. We tried to recreate those last year, breakout groups on a Zoom call. I'm it's sure just that not didn't work same, out well. Right? It's yeah. about the people. It's mm -hmm. about the interactions that you have with each other, the energy you derive from being around, for me, being around the students, right? Yeah. Um, so. You know, to get back to what you asked about, how have I, I've always tried to be positive, always try to be enthusiastic. And I really, I just want to re reiterate that I've just decided to to make a point every day to find joy in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And and hope that that, because I know people are, it's a struggle to get through this, even this year. I mean, last year, different. This year, different as well both challenging, mm -hmm. but to try to do my part to, I mean, but it's easy because I really am having fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I love what I do and I'm very fortunate. I feel sincerely, I feel fortunate to have had the opportunity to come back and do it again. So it's just you and Mr. Addison against the world out here. <laughs> <laughs> Domacy, right Domacy. there, 4th Street's holding mm -hmm. it down. All right. We are doing our, we're trying to do our part. Yeah. Um, the next question um, is like, it, it's more, it's pertaining more specifically to the leadership program, but it can also be broadened. Um, how has the leadership program 
been different this year? I mean, we obviously have a new coordinator. Um, and what do you hope will come out of it? And honestly, the entirety of James River, like in the future, like where do you think would be a good direction that we could go from here as far as like where we've been? Okay, that's a, that's a challenging question. Um, very deep, it's, it's very two broad. two very different elements to that question. The first one, so how has it been different for leadership this mm -hmm. year? And one of the, okay, so I teach AP literature. I teach a, a, uh, a GPOP class, right, general population. Mm -hmm. And I teach a specialty center class. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy them both a lot, but they're different. And the difference is that, it, in a, especially in a typical year, the chemistry that the cohort of seniors that comes to me, what they come with is based on three years of, of shared experience. Mm -hmm. And they've lost a year and a half of that to some extent, right? We Sure, we've had our, our virtual and hybrid and whatever, but it's not the same. Mm -hmm. And you are coming to class, coming to me as a group of seniors with a different chemistry mm -hmm. that has been tricky to leverage. Because what I've been typically able to expect that you guys have shared experience that has formed a bond that I could leverage to, you know, really hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. And we've had to create some of that this year. So in that sense, it's been different, but not necessarily better or worse, but different. I wonder about the freshmen, last people who had their kids who had their freshman year, either this past year or two years ago, what the ripple effect on that will be. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what to anticipate, but that's one of the really special things for me about teaching the leadership class as seniors is that I get the benefit of you guys have that shared experience. You have a culture, mm -hmm. right? That's already been created. Mm -hmm. And, and the, that ex I teach, so I don't get all 50 kids in the cohort. Mm -hmm. it, it's an elective. My AP lit class is an elective. And some years, like two years ago, I had 17 students. This year I have 34. I don't know what's up with you people, but yeah, um, we all so decided we, we all decided that we liked you. <laughs> well, that's kind, uh, generous, I would say even. But that mix of those students who elect to take the class in, in that specific mix of students creates its own culture. But you have it's a subculture kind of. But you have the greater class of 2022 leadership culture that you refined, but you haven't refined it as much. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how that informs what I think leadership can look like moving forward, that's a really difficult question to answer. But I think what this, the opportunity we have is to reflect on what what is really essential to us. You know, what, what have we missed last year? That's good for teachers and for students administration as well but what made this year different and better than last year what's the essential elements of, of success that we build upon and i continue to think it's it's i mean not to overthink it it's the people and i, I don't think i'm really addressing the question very well 
but to utilize our human resources as well as we can. And one of the, the, I don't know that this is necessarily relevant, but I love what Jeff Doyle has done. Jeffrey. In creating Jeff Doyle. Love, love Jeff Doyle, right? Mm -hmm. um, the, the network he has created with the alumni that have come through our center and to be able to draw on the resources, that has been a real legacy and a, a gift to the program. And thinking about how we continue to capitalize on our human resources um, is, is for me the key. What that looks like exactly, I don't know. But I, I'm afraid I haven't addressed the question that well, but that's where, that's where the answer lies and what it looks like. I was just talking with Mrs. Smith um, during lunch and we we're talking about challenges that we faced this year and the short summer and all of that and that we're looking forward to an opportunity to you know step off the ride for a little while and and observe and reflect and try to understand my last question for you would be do you have any advice for freshmen sophomores and juniors at james river as well as seniors both now and going forward i'd say to underclassmen especially freshmen I would say hit your wagon to the right star, right? That is, you've got 2,000 students in a comprehensive school, and much of the experience that you have in school is going to be informed by who you've chosen to associate yourself with. Gravitate toward people who help to make you better, right? And and support each other. You want to, you know, the old saying, the old adage that to 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 have a friend be a friend. And to have the experience of both being supported and um, supporting your friends and, and working to be part of the solution to help make people better, it feels good, right? Um, I'd say certainly get out of your comfort zone. Do something that you typically hadn't imagined yourself doing or can't imagine yourself doing. Push yourself. And, and here's a, a really crazy idea. Think about what you're learning. Nutty. Nutty. I know this is a completely radical idea that you come to school to stretch yourself and to learn and to the the chips will will fall where they will fall in terms of I'm teaching you guys who are super high functioning um, high school seniors who are going through the stress of navigating college applications and that so much of you guys have been, I, I, I regret that young people these days have to have themselves so polished and so packaged at such a young age, like eighth graders applying for specialty centers, eighth graders or not, I didn't have a resume when I was in the eighth grade, my goodness, I don't, I don't know what I was doing when I was 17, but it's not what you're doing, right? I thought about applying for college at some point in my senior year and I figured it out, right? I was able to be present in my high school experience, right? And really be present in it and, and not be, have everything filtered through the idea of how does this package me for what comes next? If you're constantly thinking about what comes next, it's difficult to engage in what's happening right now. And so I would say be 
present as much as you can. Don't even get me started about cell phones and social media <laughs> and being present in life. And I also would say, read the books, right? You've heard me say that. Read the books, right? That's important. Um, in terms of high school seniors, um, I don't know if you've noticed what I've done over the course of the year is I've, even when we were writing, uh, when we were doing your college application essays, and I was thinking, asking you to think about what makes you tick. Like what essentially, who essentially are you? What attributes do you, have you cultivated over the years, which are your essential qualities, right? Um, and, and, and because I don't want you to lose sight of the fact, I don't think anybody your age should lose sight of the fact that you've accomplished a lot right now. You have learned a lot, right? You've learned a lot about yourself. You've learned a lot about the world and your place in it. What do you understand about yourself right now? Write it down, okay? Write a letter to yourself and open it in five years and say, this is what I know to be true, right? You could do an NPR thing, like, and record it. And, but this is what I know about Ashley Pyle right now, right? That because things, when you get out there, out there, you know, aren't going to go according to plan. It never does. Mm -hmm. And there are going to be some tough spots and you get off track of how your master plan went awry. Mm -hmm. And remembering who you have understood yourself to be at a kind of a critical transition point in your life, mm -hmm. I think that's helpful. To, I mean, I would seriously say, write it down or record it or whatever. And, and at some point, open it up as a little time capsule of this is what I knew then. Have I forgotten it? You know, mm -hmm. that's my So I hope you all enjoyed the final episode of season three of Humans of James River. Um, it's been an honor to be your host this year. I know that it's been a bit of a hectic year and that things haven't gone as smoothly as I'd hoped, but I hope you all enjoyed anyway. I think that Humans of James River is a wonderful platform and a good place for people to feel safe and comfortable to be themselves and talk about things that they might not usually talk about. I'd like to see it continue in the future. I'd like to once again thank all of my participants and all of the and all of the teachers and students who helped me. The website will still be up and the resources module will still be available. Thank you all so much for listening.